RadioInfluence.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no doubt indeed, another episode of Talking Schmutz. <laughs> and on this episode, <laughs> it's all right, you can laugh and talk freely, bro. All right. That's such a Pablo-ish title. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, all, well, before that, we got my dog, B-more. What up? What up, what up? In the building, uh, but Danny Vintage, uh, oh man, what a... <laughs> Interesting fellow. We, <laughs> we have him on the show today. Um, Danny and I originally met in at a colleague's house, uh, DJ T-Love. Uh, well, why don't you tell the story, Danny? Why don't you get into that? Well, like you said, DJ T-Love's house. It was, uh, I remember, I want to say it was probably like, I was only here for like a week and a half so far. Right. You know, I was like right off the... Right straight from New York here, you know? I remember uh, Joey, your, your cousin, Joey Lopez, he was, uh, he goes, man, you, you remind me of my cousin. And then we finally met, and I'm like, damn, all right. Oh, he said that? I never knew he said that. Yeah, no, he told me, he told me before you came down, he goes, yo, you, you remind me of my cousin, you got to meet him. And I'm like, all right, we'll see about that. Mm. So then we're at, you know, fast forward, we're at T-Love's crib, and uh, we just hopped on the turntables. I'm like, oh, shit. As a threat, as <laughs> a problem, but uh, now we kicked it off, and uh, you know, right after that, we started working at Undertow, uh, which was a blast. Uh, in that's in St. Pete Beach, if if you haven't been there, and uh, since then, you, I mean, you've been all over the map. Where where are you right now? Right now, I'm at uh, my residency at Saturday Nights Park and Rec downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but you're all over. I've, I've seen you all um, over the city. So yeah, I'm my. My calendar right now is like, I mean, that's my only residency because I work during the week. Sure. But uh, my calendar right now is like for July, I'm, I'm, I'm adding dates like I, I'm pretty much almost full. Like I always I always try to to book the weekends like Friday, Saturday and maybe Sunday. You right. know, I don't want to get burnt out. But um, but yeah, my, my calendar this this past month is just probably the most full it's been in. A long probably ever since I've been here. Damn. You right. Know? Like I pretty much had every. Every week, weekend day full for this uh, for this month. I think this Friday is the only Friday I had. I have uh, the only weekend day I've had off this whole month. I, I will have had off this whole month. That's yeah, the right. post COVID rush. Everybody's finally getting back out there and wanting to stay out there. It's just been crazy downtown. So yeah. So what got you into this? What what got you into the music biz, man? I mean, I've always just been a music aficionado in some form, you know. It's like uh, the DJing part just was easy because it was like an easy transition because I remember like um, I, I, I didn't have DJ equipment. Um, so but I was always the guy in my neighborhood that used to make like tapes for everybody. And everybody used to just come my way. Like, you know, it was either me or my boy that lived across the street. Like, we were both like. Were you peddling these things? Uh, no, it just <laughs> we, were, but we were the guys. I mean we were the guys in the neighborhood that basically would stay up till the wee hours of the morning. I mean, on school nights and just record. Like even if I, even if I had to buy one of those 120 minute cassette tapes and press record, set the alarm, wake up, flip it over, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. What? Stretch and Bobby. Stretch and Bobby. Yeah, um, yeah. The NYU show before like, all right. So there was stretch and Bobbito started from 1am. Right. But before that it was Riz and Eclipse and Mayhem. 
and they did NYU. That was dumb, man. WNYU, and they did 11 p.m. to like 1 a.m. So you would listen to them for two hours uh-huh. and then switch over Click to. over, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. And they, they all supported each other. They would be like, yo, stretching by on a totally different. You know, they were on Time 89.1. And from different networks. Bro- broadcasting from NYU. Because mm-hmm. back then it was college radio that broke the music. And then it was 89 Tech 9 or something. Which was Columbia. Right. So, yeah. yeah so they would, you know. It was cool to do that back then. You can't do that now. Hell yeah. yeah. They yeah. ain't having that mess. <laughs> you could do that now. But yeah, so basically, I mean, even before Stretch and Bobito, my friend and I, I mean, we used to listen to the Red Alert and Chuck Chill Out and all that stuff. And we just had mounts between us. We had bunch of tapes and then what we would do is condense those tapes into like banging tapes like mm-hmm. we would make you know cassettes Lost out tapes. of cassettes like yeah. of the best stuff that was out so i just got that reputation around the neighborhood like yo danny make me a tape i never thought to charge anybody for it or anything like that i used to literally go to house parties and bring my ca- my, my cassette tape and like DJ the house party with my cassette tape. <laughs> like i'm like i got this exclusive nobody has this boom 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 and yeah so it's, that was the whole, I mean, I guess the start. And then I think that's what, why, because I wasn't a vinyl DJ. You know what I mean? Like I never really delved in. I had vinyl, but I never had turntables to mess with mixing record with the equipment to, you know, mix records. But I had vinyl. Um, I think that's kind of why I got kind of accepted, you know, um, later in the game, just because anybody who knew me knew I had that music background. You know what I mean? Like they were like, yo, this guy's legit. He's not just coming on the scene and, 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 and just thinking he can play. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I literally didn't call myself DJ Danny vintage for years. What were you using? I was just, I just called myself Danny vintage. Like, mm-hmm. I, and to this day, like my logo says Danny vintage. It doesn't say D that's how much like respect I have for craft. You know what I mean? Like of DJ and like, I just it I, I never really like owned that title mm-hmm. until later. I was like, you know, once once pe- you know, people were starting to take notice and give me credit for certain things and compliment, I was just like, all right, man, I guess I'm here, you know, I just I owned the role, you know. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the fact that you've you've grown this much. And I mean, and and I know your backstory. I know uh like when we were both in the city and I'm I'm surprised that we didn't cross paths sooner cuz I think I was at a music factory doing the their record division and you at the time were at Def Jam. You were interning at Def Jam? I was interning at Def I interned at Def Jam late though, like so can I can I explain it? Yeah, or is it too we got a no, time no, crunch no, no, no. Go for it. All right. So um when I was in college, uh I I had a city job, so I was making better money than most people that were in college, you know? And so I was working all the time. And I really, I didn't really have time to like do the internship that went with my marketing degree. Right. Like a lot of people would, you know, their Good last di- year or two, you know, start going into the real world and at least getting that their foot in the door as far as marketing. And I never could do that. So, um, throughout, I don't know, I, I forget. Oh, <laughs> can we can we speak freely here? Yeah, absolutely. Like how free can we say what the fuck you want? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. He won't hear this anyway. My roommate at the time was was banging this chick, (laughs) and her roommate worked at Dev Jam. Ah, right. So we were. I shouldn't said it that way, but whatever. That's what it was. But uh, you know, she was cool, and we ran into them one day in in Miami, and uh, both the girls. And then the 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 friend was mentioning that. 
you know, she was at Def Jam. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? And and I was like, I, by that time, I was like pretty much done with college. And I was like, you know what? I never did my internship. You know, do you need an intern? You know, and she was like, I'm always looking for interns. She's like, I, I would much rather have you as an intern because you're like 21, 22 years old. Yeah. And all these kids. That, it's not babysitting. Yeah. Like she said, <laughs> yeah. most of those, most of the interns that were coming in at the time, like wanted, you know, free merch and meet to meet the artists and mm, stuff like that and i was already like you know past all that stuff i was like i want to just get my foot in the door like as far as you know learning the music industry and it turned it turned out she was the assistant to julie greenwald at, at def jam so mm, if, wow. if you know anything about def jam it was like all right kevin lyles leor cohen mm -hmm. and right below leor cohen was julie right and she was the vp of marketing and promotion for island def jam so that means any any marketing you know any any part of marketing that needed to it be signed her. off yeah. on all the way from hansen to bon jovi to jay Jesus. to to ja rule to dmx she had to sign off like final clearance you know what i mean she was the, the dude <laughs> yeah. she was, and and uh when i got there i remember the first day being there she has julie was walking by the desk when my friend was you know my friend vanessa who was her assistant was uh was like showing me around and she just stopped and took notice of me and started and started schmoozing it up with me and i unbeknownst to me she had never done that with any other intern i guess she took notice that i was older so she was like you know who's this and probably the only one working yeah <laughs> no, I, I was i was literally just getting the rundown of like you know where everything was like uh -huh. she was just showing me around i wasn't even really working that day i just came in pretty much to visit you now, know did, when you were interning did you do mostly the urban side did you did you have free reign or just the def jam side did you when deal I, with some of the rock groups i see you working with hansen i see yeah that. i mean we, you know i I, <laughs> I was in that mix in the beginning like i mean because julie was in the mix with whatever she was, you know, into, I, I had a part in, in working, for, but, but, mo but, wrong. but really, no, that sounded wrong. but really <laughs> I was the first couple months, I was just a gopher. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that they call that earning your stripes in the biz. Right. Right. It's so like, I was literally like, like Greg was here earlier and he was talking about the same thing. He said he had to do all their ordering their food, yeah. Yeah. ordering cars for them. Like, you know, for, for the, the executives or the artists, like booking flights for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? When there's Grammys and stuff like how, that. How long were you, were you there? I was there. I did. I think I did. I want to say I was there maybe like a year and a half. Like, oh. but I did two separate stints there. Okay. So the first, the first was with Julie. And then the second stint that I did, I had kind of quit the first stint. Cause I wasn't getting paid after a while. And I was like, I was working at the same time as interning, but I was lucky. I was working evenings in Times Square. Like my, my job, my full-time job, yeah. I started at like 4 PM at my, so what I would do is wake up, crack a dawn, go to Def Jam from like eight to like four, walk, it, it was within walking Damn. distance to Times Square. That's how interested I was in it. But I, I literally worked like full-time there without getting paid. You know what I mean? Like five days a week. It's an aggressive schedule. So, yeah. So for after a couple of months, I got kind of tired and I started seeing like, I'm like, man, they're not really hiring anybody. Like right. everybody's in where they're in. And I just saw that it was all politics no and hot girls getting the jobs, you know, like the real ill jobs. I, I was always interested in A&R, you know what I mean? So, and, and the whole planet was at that time was interested in being an A&R for a record right. for Def Jam, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but I definitely met a lot of the right people and throughout the course of my first stint I met Rob Love who was the 
uh, director of promotions for Def Jam. And, um, and uh, he took notice of me because he knew that I was in. He used to deal directly with the DJs, like giving them their their records, you know. So he he was the record pool, you for know like what the, I'm saying? For he like was the new releases. Yep. So he would show up to the clubs, you know. Drop if there was a new joint out, he'd show up to the hottest DJ mm-hmm. and, and be like, exactly. "This is hot off the press," and make them feel important. Yeah, you know what I mean, we always wanted those promo copies yeah. that they were mailing out to you, like, "Hey, we're going to send you two." I remember they'd reach out to you because they usually know your demographic. Yep. Uh, and I was doing college radio at the time in in, uh, in Delaware, and uh, they would reach out to you knowing that, and then that's that's how we got them. We wanted them. We yep. wanted them. So yeah. that's man, that's great contact to have. And then I remember like I was in the elevator one day, and DJ Camilla walks in the elevator, and I go back with him, like he's from Queens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs into me in the elevator with Rob and he's like, yo, what's up? You know, we're schmoozing and whatever. And Rob's like, you know, this guy He's like, do I know this guy? I know, you know, it's my boy. I know him for a long time. And, um, you know, he took notice of me then. And then fast forward a couple of months, I was in Miami with Camilo, like in a car or something in a drop top with him with a couple of girls and like, and like, uh, and Rob saw me. Like, it was a bunch of our friends. Like, we were all out there together, you know what I'm saying? But we were rolling to some day party or something all together, and Rob saw me in there. And he's like, yo, when you get back to New York, I need to speak to you. So, long story short, Rob was put in charge of of, of Spit Records. Spit Records was supposed to be a spinoff project, like, for the underground artists. Mm-hmm. Like, this was around the time when raucous records yeah, started popping raucous, yeah. so a lot of like a lot of you know they they were successful with that underground scene so def jam's goal was to create a spinoff everybody's trying to jump on the underground spinoff yeah. label to compete with that and bring in and funny enough the first album i mean the first mc that they were trying to bring out in this quote-unquote underground scene was joe button <laughs> but, but he was like a mixtape dude at that yeah, time so right. and he had a lot of buzz and he was you know I don't know. I don't know why it was him, but I ended up. So, yeah, I ended up going back to Def Jam because Rob actually brought me in to the office one day. I think it was like it was like a a vacation, like a company wide vacation. They would have like a um, Def Jam would have like a retreat, mm-hmm. you know, where they would give their all their employees like certain weeks off. You know, I think it was maybe the holidays or something. I don't know. But. He brings me in. He tells me to come meet him in the office. And we're like the only ones in the Def Jam's office. He sits me down and he's like, listen, you know, I've taken notice of you, you know, from before. And I see you're out in the mix and this and that. He's like, what I'm offering. He told me what about what he was doing, what he was slated to do with Spit Records. And he just was basically offering me the, the chance. He's like, listen, right now I don't have a budget. You know, I'm just putting everything together like from scratch. But if you, you know, if you want to know how a record label gets started, from jump. From yeah. jump. From jump. He was like, you know. That's a beautiful thing right And there. he's like, you know, I want you. And he goes, I know your background with the college. Because at the time, it was like the college uh, was break. College radio was breaking the records. And then it was transitioning to the mixtapes. Right. So Joe Button was like mixtape game at that point. And uh, he was getting a buzz. So basically, Rob was like, I want you to be in charge of col- like college radio. And, you know, I want you to create a database of the college radio stations that may play, you know, and, and do your homework on that. And then, and then the mixtape DJs as well. Like I need you to be the contact. Right. Well, you're so, already, you're already in that, in that environment anyway. So it's yeah, just like you're the main. But he basically like, he's like opened up a closet. It was like a walk-in closet. He's like, this is going to be your office. 
He's like, I'm gonna get you. A, uh, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna get you a computer, and I'm gonna give you a database, and I want you to start reaching out to these, like, you know, the black colleges, like Morehouse and all that. Start with them, and like, I want you to start googling like Urban Radio, like what colleges are doing numbers. You know what I mean? And start making contacts with those people. So I think that kind of like that whole. I was very like uh, antisocial before college. Really? Yeah, believe it or not, wow. I was very. No, I could no, no, never that's see the hardest shit to believe. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm not <laughs> buying, that's, bro. That's why I say I'm the not same thing. Well, about that's me, why. Though, that's yeah. why I, I made mention of it because you guys know how <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, and it, the reason that I am right now, the way that I'm like, I schmooze with people naturally. I think that definitely helped me, you know, transition into like breaking bread with people yeah. and like, you know, and I would, I would be like, listen, man. And, and, and when I made some of those phone calls in the beginning, they were like, fuck Def Jam, man. <laughs> Yo, a lot of them were like, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not getting, I wanted this record. This guy got it before me. You guys haven't called me for shit. Now this you call me for Joe like, And I was like, listen, I'm going to be your guy at Def Jam. I don't know what happened before, but I've got a slew of records here of his new joint. Damn. And I was like, you know what? And I'm going to send you Nori's new, new joint. You know what I mean? Like I would, that's how I would yeah. break the ice with them. Damn you know what right. I mean? And I'd be like, you're going to be the only, don't tell nobody I'm sending you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, would, I would play that role and like, and I would send it to them. And then like, I started building relationships that way. I wish we had, I wish we had a Danny Vintage handing out records for what to play to radio stations here. Yeah. Spoon freedom. You know, I wish, I really wish we had that here. I feel like radio, <laughs> yeah. being, you know. Might be a good Games changed you. immensely though. Like it's not yeah. the same anymore. Okay. You know? Before you, back in the day, you would report your spins and this is when you had a little more creative control. Mm -hmm. Now they essentially, from what I understand, uh, they give you a pool of records that you have to go through. Like there's some power records. That's why you hear the same ones in heavy rotation. The not bucket, knocking it. Yeah. That's your strategy. It is what it is. Now it's all YouTube spins. You know, that's the stuff that's like getting the, that's what's, getting the attention now you know if you you have to bring something to the table first sure now, mm -hmm. you know what i mean as far as showing numbers before a record company will touch your social media like yep. yeah yep. yeah and that, that's what's beautiful and that's why most it. of these guys but that's that's a good and bad because the, these guys are doing it they're on their own they're like we don't need yeah we don't need you, you know, as much anymore yeah because you know? now you're getting monetized you know there's different ways to do it the internet made the world much so much more uh place especially for music so that's the beauty of that. But let's let's talk about some of your inspirations. Let's uh you wanna do all around music or hip hop? What direction you wanna go in? I have I'm a music like I said, it's I'm not like I consider myself a hip hop DJ. I was we were we, this whole thing we went into online the other day because mm -hmm. somebody was saying like what's an open format DJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And my feeling, because I'm an old school cat, is I just think that's a politically correct way to say you're a hip hop DJ. Yeah. Okay. I mean because hip hop DJs, the real hip hop DJs, when they first started out, they weren't necessarily just playing hip hop music. Disco. Everything. They yeah. were playing every, everything. House, rock. They yeah. would play rock, yeah. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. They would play Madonna. You know what I mean? They would play Funk Soul. And they'd play Sugar Hill Gang. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, whatever rock, the, the, the house parties weren't all yeah. hip hop. Right. You know? And that's what... That's why I think, you know, it's kind of like you get a bad rap because you can't be, I can't go into a venue and be like, I'm a hip hop J DJ because they're going to be like, oh, this guy's going to play Pooh Shiesty all night? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing, you know? It gives you a negative connotation for yeah. sure. Yeah, like, so I have to say does, I'm an yeah. open format DJ, but really, like, my I'm a hip hop DJ, which means I play everything, you know? Right. I mean, hip hop it, means everything. It's not, there's hip hop music, but hip hop is a 
it's culture. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's a gumbo because if, yeah. if, if, if hip hop records have elements of rock, they have elements of R and B. You know, we sort of transition from disco and and R and B. I'll house you, Jungle Brothers. Yep. I mean, yeah. like all of that. I mean, oh, all of that has been com- <laughs> so like incorporated. Yeah, I yeah. mean, into and you know, it, we're the, you know, it, it sucks that we can't that we can't say I'm a hip hop DJ. You know, yeah. right? Because I'm proud of yeah. like hip hop. If without hip hop, I would be. I would be stuck in a basement somewhere doing nothing. Like, honestly, I don't, I never, ever, ever in my life had any like other ambition except like I, my mother, like I, I just would always gravitate to music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there was a period where I was into like hairband metal, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and stuff that I, as a kid, I would, I would be like, I can't say I like that. You know what's, what I mean? Right. What, kind, I, what kind of hair band metal? Give, every, give everything. An example. Like, I'm, I'm, who's your, who's I, your band? Everybody I, got a band. I, I, I love Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I love yeah, Def yeah. Leppard. I love Metallica. Metall- yeah. To this day, I've seen every hip hop act there is. Metallica, hands Live. down, is the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I fully agree. Yeah. yeah. And and like nowadays, <laughs> I catch myself like listening to Sirius XM radio on one of my favorite stations is like the, the Yacht Rock radio. Rock. <laughs> no, Yacht yeah, Rock. I love Yacht Rock. Hell you yeah. mean like, I mean, I, I come from, I've, I've always come from an area of nostalgia. So like whatever reminds me of my childhood, like, you know, I remember what my parents used to listen to driving me to the park or, you know, listening to the, the heavy metal that I used to listen to hanging with kids upstate that were into all that. You know what I mean? Like when I used to go camping. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would come back to the city and people, my, my friends in the city would be like, what are you listening to? This is garbage. You know, you like freaking Striper? Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, I could never really like own that at the time. But what I tell people now is that that made me a far better DJ. Hell yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like having that ear, I can, I mean, Corelli was just here, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, I did a, I did a, his his, his anniversary we party, yeah, anniversary yeah. event, yeah. and I'm telling you, it was I did straight '80s classic rock, and I'm dressed how I'm dressed, and all these guys are looking at me like, "How does this guy?" Like, I, it's a knuckle curveball. To me, that is the best. To me, I love that. Yeah. Like, I just love when. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at me like I, they're, I'm, expe- they're expecting a different pitch. Yeah, Surprise. that's what yeah. it is. Hell yeah. yeah! And I'll throw some ZZ Top on, and they're like, "They're like, get the What hell do you know about here. this?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro." I'm like a wild fact is, I actually met the both of you in the same night at the get down. Mm. You were playing when I came in, mm-hmm. and then you played right after him. I met you both on the same night within the same hour. It's a good lineup. It's, it, was a, it was a dope line. You were disappointed at, on the, you know, afterwards, right? I remember shaking your hand because the, yeah. your set, both of your sets were just so, it was just various artists. It was never just staying in the same pocket. You hit, from what I remember, every genre. I specifically remember giving you both compliments. Like, you hit everything. Yeah. So, you guys, when you say you're an open format DJ... You truly mean that shit. It's you're gonna hit everything. It's not just gonna be pigeonholed. Yeah, I try, man. I just try to, you know, I definitely try to hit different different eras. You know, also, you know, I don't like to be in a pocket where I can't play. Like people hear my name and they're like, Danny Vintage, he's old school. You know what I mean? Like that's not true, man. I mean, like if you've ever come to, to to where I rock, I mean, I have a, I have a love for old school more than anything, but. You ever come to you know one of my parties? It's well, even when you were out at um Jammin's, it was yeah new. You know, it was, yeah. it was all new. You um, know, you anywhere from seventies up to twenty twenty, like yeah. tw- you know and this decade. And that's what's great about that because uh, 
I got some good intel. I spoke to Heather from the Canopy the other night, mm -hmm. and uh, she was like, "Yo, Danny's killing the '80s." And uh, but then I know when you're at Park and Rec, you're in a completely different lane because you're mm -hmm. there on because you do some Fridays, you bounce around, and you do some Sundays at Canopy. Mm -hmm. uh, fat shout out to them. They're in downtown St. Petersburg. You catch me there once or twice a month. Um, but yeah, I heard the set was fire. And then now you get a different dose when you go into Park and Rec. No, but I bring some of that 80s in there, too. Like, I'll do that, that early in the dope. night. Yeah, that's dope. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll just, like you said, I'll throw a knuckle curve in. You know, just, I remember one night I was there. I had Shannon C. with me as a guest. And uh, she was there to see it. Like, some dude had told me, like, you know, I think he requested, like, uh Christopher Cross, Ride Like the Wind. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like in the middle of like a hip hop set. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just like, you know what? That was my one of my dad's favorite songs. Like, you know so, what you, I mean? so you had to do it then. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Watch. I'm going to do it right. You know what I mean? And I mm. got on the mic and I kind of segued it. Not and like, I shouted like him out, it? and I, I I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I I prepared him for the moment. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm gonna go a little left field, but shout out to the dude. I was like, this was my dad's one of my dad's favorite songs, and oh, this was a Saturday before Father's Day. No, oh, no, okay, no, but it was. Uh, I want to say it was a couple months ago. Oh, okay, ago. but. You know, I was able to like kind of break the ice with them and have them relate to like I'm like my dad passed away, he loved the song, and they were like, yeah, 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 run it. It was mad funny, bro. Oh no, it wasn't ride like the wind. It was actually sailing. Sailing. Dude, that's, that's the one that's, that's better. That's it the was sailing. Like that's a slow. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's, that's a hot better. record. That's way even oh, he had he had the, the three joints. He had that one, those two that we mentioned, and the mm -hmm. Arthur's theme. <laughs> Remember Arthur's theme? Yeah, absolutely. That was so New York. That damn, Arthur's right. theme. God damn. Yeah. So uh, fast forward, I remember um, one of my favorite MCs as well as yours. We were at uh, Janice for Nas. For, for Nas. Yeah. And uh, well, let's just go into those real quick. Tell me who your your, your top favorites are. We're going to wrap this up here oh. shortly, but we want to go into that. It's, your socials. And, all right. So that. Nas is probably my favorite MC, but like mm -hmm. I have like a top. 10 that I don't like, I don't like getting into argue. I don't like, I don't like getting into arguments with people because when they say, Oh, this one was better than this. And I, sometimes I totally agree. I'm like, that's why I'm not going to argue. Like just put them there and whatever order, you know, like I have my order for, for whatever reason, but I could totally see, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to see you like you're you, at the end of the day, it's all opinion. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. It's all what really connects with you. You know what I mean? Nas connects with me. He's from Queens. He's around my age. You know, everything, everything that he used, like it was visual with him. Like you can, when he told a story, he would get down to the last detail in the story. He you painted know? it. Yeah. yeah. He painted. And you know, like that was just, it just hit home to me. Like, you know, things that they taught him and mob D, but the things that they talked about, it was Queens. It was, it's my home base, you know? So, but I also am a huge big pun fan. Like he's up in my mm, top yeah. three, probably. You know, has to be. Has I mean, I, be. I say top three. I, I, it's like my Nas, my Jay Z, Eminem's, the all the lyrical linguists. You know, the dudes that are a lost art now. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't no. get. You know, people don't appreciate the the linguistics anymore. No. It's just the beats. What was your first vinyl? You said you had vinyl, but Toget you uh, it was Together Forever Run DMC. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember what my first one was. T together Forever. Yeah. Do you still have some of your vinyl collection? I do. Really? I still have that. I think I still have that Together Forever. That's insane. Yeah. I'm going to have to do an all vinyl set sometime. Ugh. When was the last time you did that? Uh, at home, just messing around. How, you, you still got it? 
I have I have some vinyl, but I don't have uh, enough how, vinyl to do like a whole set. your touch? Do you still got it? How were the mixes? Were they were they dope or were they too? Yeah, I mean, like you know, in a dryer. It was no, they were they were good. They I've, were, I've even done blends with vinyl. You know, oh, good shit. Huh? That's good shit. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you go live and you're just you know playing at home. It's, well, I never went. I've life. never gone live and done a full vinyl set. What right. I've done is like get a couple of records together that I think can mix together, and I'll just practice just to. Just to, you know, say I can do it, like, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, you know, like I said, I have a respect for the game. Like I came, I'm, I'm a post Serato DJ, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm not, you know, I didn't come from the vinyl era, right. you know, so I feel like in that way, it's like, yeah, that's kind of like the, the jab against me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but sometimes when I, in my zone, I'm like, you know what, let me just throw some vinyl and see if I can mess around with it. And most of the time I've got 45s at home too, like. Really? But at, at least, yeah. you, even though even though you didn't come up in the vinyl age, you're you're still willing to go back and still respect the craft. So exactly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it a negative at all. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fat shout out to uh, Street Lace DJs. Danny's also a member. Uh, how long you been with with Street Lace now? I want to say it's probably been like two years now, right? Damn, already. Yeah. Maybe two, maybe three. I think it's two though. I mean, you, you man, you've blown up, man. So mad respect for that uh, in such a short period of time. But let's give people your socials. They can find you where? Park at Rec. Park at Rec. Canopy on occasion. Canopy on occasion. Um, This month I'm doing it. I'm doing a white lie um, on a on a Friday, I believe. Dope spot, Ebor. Yeah, I'm, next weekend I'm doing Orlando. Um, I got a couple of my boys from New York coming down, and they're throwing a party out there. That's going to be like it's called the Queen's Finest. All uh, what's it called? All old school, absolutely no trap party. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> and uh, we got like five dudes that, like, it's me and like four other dudes. The headliner is my boy Butch Rock, who's the tour DJ for Nori in Capona Noriega. Mm-hmm. And he's a beast, like, with the old school. He's really, really dope. I suggest if anybody's off on Saturday night, next, next, sa- this coming Saturday, I suggest you take the ride out M- there. Mention man. the date. Mention the date. It's the 26th. All right, there we go. So June yeah, what's 26th. Your, um, what's your social media? Um, it's at DJ Danny Vintage. That's my. Yeah, that's my uh, music. I have two, but one. Now, you know, I'm not gonna ask you before before we end the end the interview. You did an ODS, uh, old Dirty Sundays. Ooh, yeah, Crow Bar. Hell yeah. yeah, your set, crazy. <laughs> Still one of my favorites to this day. Really, honestly, I, yo, thank you, man. Did like, you got to reach record? out to Tom to get you back out there, and then when you do get back there, you gotta let us know. Okay. Do you have a? Did I would you love record, to go back. Did you record that set? I did not record the set, uh, but um. Yeah, I mean, I, that was the set, I mean, that meant the most to me since I've been tell. here. You could tell. You know what I mean? Because I always tell everybody that the Old Dirty Sundays party is the party that kept me here mm-hmm. in Tampa. Like, not that I was thinking of leaving, but it just made me say I'm home. Like, wh- all I needed was that kind of outlet, like that kind of, because that, that, that party, whether you know it, I mean, it's it really reminds me of New York party. Yeah, like, it's the only Sunday. thing here yeah. that really reminds me of a New York party, old school party, and it's and they do it even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because it's outdoors, they do the food, they do the art, and I just, man, the the clouds were aligned that day, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it was a, they had booked me a holiday weekend. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> yeah. was everybody off was, on yeah. Monday, yeah. and Perfect. I have to say one thing about Tampa, man. Tampa Bay Area has shown me so much love since I've Absolutely. been here. Absolutely, I had so many DJs come out just because they were like, yo, we know you're a 90s dude. I need to hear we you there. Right. Yo, I mean, yeah. yeah and and, and uh, I think it was rain. I don't know if it was raining because yeah. they had me indoor. 
It was raining. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was that it was a holiday weekend that they had me indoors or was it nah, raining? It was raining. So they, okay. had, they put so you up on I the, lucked out in that. that I mean, area. as much as I wanted to rock outside, it just like indoor, like that 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 place was thick that night. I yeah, specifically remember saying that night because I, I came to the I came to the show with my lady and I'm standing right next to you while you did that whole set. Yeah. I'm leaning over the rail and I specifically remember saying this is Danny's like gold star for Tampa. This, <laughs> this is my gold, that was my gold star for yeah, anything. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite favorite party at DJing favorite night thus far. Just because you know I respect everybody that's come through there. I was you know Casper and Fader mm-hmm. and that whole team, man. Like those guys are real deal yeah, DJs, man. To me, to I, them, those yeah. are guys are still that. You know, I, I those are the guys I look to. Like I still get inspired by yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it gave me a, a sense of like, I told you, I, I, I've i always been iffy about calling myself DJ. You know what I mean? That was the day that I was like, man, I, yeah, I'm, the, sure. the, my phone the next day, the, my, the text that were coming from DJs, man, great, great set last night. Like, I mean, everybody was like, thanks, man. That mm-hmm. was dope. Like it was, <laughs> to see you in that zone, you know? That was Once a again, hot moment. You. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I was hanging out with you that night. I think that was one of the nights that we had. You, yeah. I remember you being, you, you passed through that night. <laughs> Did we all go to the casino that night? Was that the night? I think oh. we went to the No, no. I, I was thinking about the one we were on the side railing. I was there. Maria Mattarelli was there. Yeah, she was there. came you by. Were, you yep. were there. Charlie Chase was there with me right right next to me. I, I think that's the night I lost my keys, but we'll talk about that. Isn't that every Wednesday? Pipe down, dog. Pipe we just down. talked about that earlier. Yeah, every man. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dog. There's no. like six pairs of keys at WTR. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, you can catch me there on Mondays <laughs> and Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays for those. Ale day at water, <laughs> commonly called WTR. And I'm there on Mondays now for a pool party. So uh, catch me there, Yard of Vale, Canopy on occasion. But no, I think that was the night I lost my keys and you had all that damning evidence. I remember. And you sandbagged, you, you rat bashed. No, you, that you, wasn't the day. You that sure? wasn't the day. I'm sure that wasn't the day. Because no. I know there was another time you were there and we were up in the. Yeah, that was a day. We were just hanging out together that night. Oh, okay. But, well, but the, yeah, the, well. I don't even want to get into it. Old Dirty Sunday. That was President's Weekend that I did Old Dirty Sunday. Before before we leave you guys here on Talking Schmutz, here's what this jerk-off does. Like, God forbid I say something wrong or I'm not good at Photoshopping, so we talk a lot of shit to each other online. I already knew this was going to come up. You knew this was going to come up. We talk talk schmutz to each other online all the time, so... You know, he'll Photoshop my face on some offensive shit. So I got to a point where I can't do that. So I outsource it. You know, so I reach out and so I'm like, yo, I'll give you $40 right now to to Photoshop this on this. And, uh, you know, so I have to pay for my rebuttal. So we really go at it. But it's like anytime I come up with something good, I'm like, yeah, that was smooth. Then he's like, oh, was it? And then, I, <laughs> is that right? And then jerk off over here, pulls up some damning evidence. I'm like, Wait, what's that from? I've and got archives. Of dude, that's yeah. so filthy. Yeah. I remember one day. And it's I've, like always work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> like I always know that so when I hang out with them, I feed them a couple of drinks and then I just let the and camera run. God, you're filthy for that. <laughs> Screw you, bro. Uh, I hope your brakes fail. Yo. That's better than the last one you told me. You said, I hope it burns when you pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Yeah. Hey folks, this is uh, this is talking schmutz. Stay tuned in. Um, my uh, reach me at uh, at DJ Don Pablo underscore uh, at DJ Danny Vintage be at V T H E E Be More Mike. So we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, peace, God bless. We're out. Ciao. Peace. Yep.